Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Uh, welcome everyone to Get to the Point webinar series. On the show today, we're going to be talking field hockey scholarships. We have got Francesca Rowley joining us. She not only competed in the States, but also coached in the States. So it's a perfect person to have on board on this call. Francesca, how are you doing? Good, Emirate. How are you doing? Not bad. I mean, today's been a grind, but hey, we're charging on a few coffees and we're good to go. So Francesca, I thought it'd be great to have you on the show today. So uh, as I said before, you know, you played and coached in the States. So I know a lot of student athletes are really excited for this talk because we want to try and pull as much information out of you. And we really want to know what the college system's like as a field hockey student athlete and what, what it's like, you know, the day-to-day -day sort of thing. So I guess let's start at the beginning. Um, you know, you didn't go to college in America straight out of high school. It was kind of different for you. Tell us about how that worked. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I probably would have gone to college in America straight out of high school, but um, I just didn't have access to enough information about it. Um, in fact, I did want to do it out of high school, and um, I didn't perhaps quite have the confidence as, as a 17-year-old to, to put myself out there. Um, and there weren't, you know, there wasn't an agency that I knew of. I'd heard of a couple of girls that did it. Um, anyway, so I went to Otago and, and studied uh, PE there, played um, in the NHL for Otago. So got some top level hockey. Um, and then, you know, it was still kind of a fire burning inside me. I was like, okay, I'm 22. I wonder if I can do the scholarship thing. And um, yeah, ended up at the University of Maine. That's amazing. And so you went to Otago, you did your undergraduate degree. I mean, not, I don't think many students have ever heard of a student athlete that's done their undergraduate and then gone to the, gone to the States or, you know, was a big chunk of off away through their degree sort of thing. How was it going into the States to the University of Maine, you know, a little bit older than the average freshman coming in? Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty good because you, you leave home as a 22 year old. So you're, you're ready you're yep. experienced, you're a bit more mature. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's like a lot of benefits, but you know, within nine days of arriving, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to stay here forever. <laughs> it was so amazing. And, you know, as, as a grad student, you only have one year of eligibility. Yeah. Um, so yeah, had, if I could turn back time, I think I'd just go straight out of high school. Mm. Um, however, there's a lot of pros to getting your degree done in New Zealand and um, there's still the opportunity to go as a grad student and actually a lot of coaches love grad students. They come in, they're a little bit more experienced, they're, they're pretty level-headed, they're really mature um, and it just kind of adds a, a level of, yeah, like I said, maturity and experience to the team. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, that's what I love about the college system. There's so many different athletes that have got different pathways. You know, there's athletes that decide to stop school a little bit early and do the bare minimum and then go straight into junior college and go that route. There's other students that, you know, want to go after high school. Some of them take a gap year. We got a lot of athletes actually that have decided to take a gap year after high school and they want to go like 12 months later. And then there's those that 
go for one year and try and get their postgraduate done, which is amazing. Um, as a student, you arrive at University of Maine. I mean, you were an amazing player here in New Zealand and you played at some fantastic field hockey venues here. How was it in the States at University of Maine? Uh, just nothing compares to the facilities at, in America, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played a uh, decent level in New Zealand. Um, and then when I went to America, it was a, probably um, a lower level, but then, but not, I don't know, hard to say really. It's, it's, it's people were younger perhaps because they're sort of 17 to 22. Whereas in the NHL, I had some sort of like black sticks and veterans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the facilities at, at the University of Maine were unbelievable. Um, all the universities we would play, their facilities were class. Um, I've played in London. I've played in Belgium. Like nothing, nothing compares. Yeah. You're, you're pretty experienced as a, as an athlete. I mean, there's a lot of athletes that we work with that are very good in their sport and like the top 1%, you know, the ones that could go professional, et cetera. And obviously you were very uh, much along that line, you know, you're competing with the best of the best, you know, people that represent New Zealand and had international experience. But I guess what I like about the college system is that there are so many divisions. What were your take on the different divisions in the US? Like after, you know, reading up about it online and then going over there and seeing division one, two and three and how it all works. What was your take on that? Yeah, it's um, that's pretty cool how you can prioritize different elements of your life. So I actually ended up coaching one season at a Division Three university, and the student athletes really grinded and competed in the fall season because yep. that's when hockey was played, and then when it came to the winter season, that's when they kind of focused on their academics. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't take up your whole year. So um, for yeah. me, I wanted to go for hockey. So yeah. I, I wanted division one because it's um, A, the highest level and B, it's all, it's all year. Like you're, it's your, it's your job. Yeah, totally. And I mean, for those that are watching this, you know, there's the, the stigma that division one's better than division two. And however, there are some amazing Division II programs that are in amazing locations, just like the property market. Everyone wants the best house on the best street. And so, you know, there's some fantastic Division II programs. I know in other sports, you know, there's some amazing athletes that have emerged from Division II programs. Like one of my friends, my dad used to coach him back in the day. His name's KP. He went to Columbus State on a tennis scholarship, Division II. And then in January, he's out here playing in the, in the ASB Classic in New Zealand, you know, a big tournament leading into the Australian Open. So, there's so many amazing pathways, which I like. Being in a Division One school, what was the highlight for you being there as a student athlete compared to being a student in New Zealand? Uh, the culture, you know, like you, you're treated like a professional athlete. So um, we had our own facilities um, where all the athletes, so women's soccer, um, men's basketball, men's football, um, women's tennis, whatever, the sport we all kind of had one big facility um so you might have had a practice and or, or a gym session with your team but then you're in the ice baths with another team yeah so you get to like you know you get to really grind it together as an athlete with a range of different people and a range of different sports yeah um we also had above our um you know 
athletic training center with where we get sports massages and do ice baths and all that. We had a um, academic center. Yep. So we go up there after we've um, showered, bang out some university work. There was computers there we could use. Uh, our tutors, so a full-time academic tutor, that we could knock on the door and be like, hey, my workload's real big. Um, can, you, can you give me some advice on how to manage that? Give me a hand. Um, right. Yeah, and just um, stuff like... I'm gonna I'm gonna email my professor and tell them that we're actually traveling um, this weekend. Can you can I CC, CC you so he's aware like that you're aware of this as well that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, there's printers, um, anything you need. So it's pretty cool. The resources that they have there for student athletes is just incredible, right? And I like how like yeah. ones. Everyone's so patriotic about the university and so proud to be at the university and everyone wants to excel. And I mean, I was watching one of my tennis athletes the other day competing on a live stream and he was at the NCAA tournament recently and they were playing at their home venue and there were so many like other support people there. And I got on the phone to the student afterwards and I said, who was all there watching? And he said, oh, it was all the other sporting teams from the colleges came to support us. Like it was incredible. And so I guess like that feeling of playing in front of a large crowd must be, must be great. Oh, it's so cool. And like the minute, the minute I landed in Maine, right? Like, so I knew absolutely no one, but you, you make 22 friends, like, and then you're right. part of all their families as well. Yeah. So you go to a game and um, your, your teammates' parents are backing you and, like, right. you know, Pat's Pizza is the local pizza place. Like, they'll, you know, you'll see them and they'll be like, oh, that was an epic game on Saturday. Um, all the little kids you coach. So our team would, would put on a range of camps and clinics yep. for just local kids and they would all come. Um, so yeah, we would like fill stadiums if it was a rivalry game. So if we're playing Albany or UNH and we're getting towards the, the conference end of the tournament, the final end, um, you get some like pretty, pretty impressive uh, amounts of people for a hockey match. That's, a, that's, that's what I love about sports in America. Like it's their bread and butter. They love it. They're so like tailgating and stuff you don't see that here at a rugby match like <laughs> you know yeah they absolutely love it um I've got some questions written down so I don't go off topic because apparently I do that quite often um <laughs> life as a college coach so you graduated did your postgraduate degree I remember you told me if you, I don't know if you want to share it here but like you're about to play and then you got told you couldn't because of your eligibility and then you became a coach you know walk us through that oh, walk us through that and tell us how that went yeah, so I loved it so much and um, my year was sort of coming to the end and we looked into getting a medical redshirt year for me and it kind of fell flat. But actually, if, if anything good came out of that process is that it taught myself and um, my coach um, and the university a lot, like a lot about compliance and um, it taught us sort of like perhaps how to go about um, getting medical redshirt in the future and how we can advise students on that stuff. Um, but yeah, so then it was a pretty easy transition, honestly. Like, I loved it so much. Um, my degree was in exercise science. Um, my professor was um, paying me to do lecturing and, like, lab setups for him. So additional um, to that, I coached. And my, and my coach was like, you know, you've, you've been a 
a player for us, like come and work for us. So yeah, it was an easy transition and it really helped supplement my degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, I spent my summers coaching and just road tripping all around America, jumping from university to university, university and coaching their camps. Yeah. Um, and that's when you coach high school kids in their summers. Um, so I got really good insight into other universities and what it's like to play there, what their head coach is like, um, what their college players are like, what the culture is like. Yeah, facilities, all that. So That's awesome. I mean, you showed me some photos, you know, of some of the facilities like UNC and Duke and honestly, like a blue... It blew my yeah. mind. Like it's just incredible how much money they put into that. Um, yeah. What was what was the? Oh, this is a tough question to ask you. But I'm going to ask you anyway. What was the best campus you went to? Oh, that's yeah, that's a tough question because I mean they're all so nice. I'm yet to see friends. one that isn't. Huh? I hope you're not going to lose friends answering this question. Yeah, yeah, nah, I won't. Um, definitely UNC for sure, without a yeah. doubt, and I think probably most people would agree. Yeah. Um, I think Duke's a beautiful campus. Um, oh man, they're all so nice. I'm trying to think, Boston College is a stunning campus as well, and, and it's one of those ones where it's really big and beautiful, but it's also close to the city. Yep. Um, Maine's real beautiful, slightly further away, but um, that's the thing in America. Like nowhere feels small, you know. Well, um, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like you can live in a rural state and whatever, and it's still like, there's, yeah, you know, sort of between ten and thirty thousand people at university. Yeah. You know, you don't need anything else. Right, things things are happening over the array. Um, yeah, as a as a college coach and also as a student athlete, for those that are like fifteen or seventeen that are watching this, that have got no idea what a game day looks like, walk us through like your morning to evening during like a, a competition day? As a college coach? Uh, yeah, sure. Like what does a team do? Or a player. As a player, like what does a team do? Um, okay, so if, if we're traveling, so if it's a way, an away game, we'll travel the day before. So we'll get to the hotel, um, go out for dinner as a team, with the, wear a team tracksuit, um, get some good rest, um, in the hotels we stay in were always like so nice and so comfortable. Had your own big double bed. You might have shared a room with someone, but um, yeah, it was super comfortable. Next day, um, we'd go probably for a walk just to stretch the legs, stay as a team. Um, depending on where the game is, you might get a little bit of university work done in the morning or um, whenever. We probably eat two, two to three hours before a game. Um, is that covered then, by scholarship, by the way? Like the yeah, food, the meals? Yeah. Like so as, a, as one of my coaching duties was like to sort of get a spreadsheet going, make sure everybody put in what they wanted to eat off a menu that we'd given them. Um, and then that was delivered. So we'd organise either picking it up or Uber Eats, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, so then start like, <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. Then, it's, um, then you start kind of um, uh, getting into game preparation. So we go into a meeting room in the hotel. Um, and if, the, if this isn't a way, we would do this on our campus in our um, meeting rooms on, on site. Uh, coach would get up footage. So she'd show us a little bit about what to expect about the other team. Um, that would all be coded. So we'd have a 
penalty corners tab, a goals for tab, a goals against tab. So we could look, um, should highlight a couple of their key players. And all this would be familiar to us because we would have done this in practice. So we, in our practices, we work towards playing the opposition. And then we would um, drive or get driven to the um, facility. There'd be a guest locker room. We'd go in there, play some music, get changed. Um, our athletic trainer who would come with us, who's like a physio, they would have a table in a room parallel to our locker room and that's where they would strap our ankles, um, do any like manual rehab with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you walk out onto the pitch, warm up as a team, and then sort of 10, 15 minutes before the game, you line up with the other team and your names are announced and where you're from, starting line up. And yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, I bet you a lot of girls will be really excited right now after hearing that. I mean, you sold me at Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's it's crazy, yeah. So, um, yeah, like touching on that topic, uh, and that's probably partly why I got into coaching too, is like there are so it was so empowering being a female in, in America, being a female athlete in America. Like, you know, all, all my coaches were these like amazing um, female leaders, and I'd never really had that. Um, I'd never had a lot of female coaches growing up and sort of it was all of a sudden like hey far out like I could do that you know it was it was kind of having role models yeah um, and then just the fact that we were so cared for like people wanted to watch us play um, you know we would like just we filled stadiums just as much as like you know men's soccer so um, yeah it was like pretty empowering from a from a female perspective that's that's awesome that's so good to hear I mean it's great to see the support for every sport in the states and how important it is and how it brings people together um yeah you're, you're getting to go and travel and getting access to all these facilities pretty much on a full ride not pay, not paying anything like it's a pretty good dream I mean you being a player and also being a coach in your experience, you would have had conversations about recruiting, you know, coaches yep. must come up to you when you're an athlete being like, what do you think? Or as a coach, you know, you're sitting in the office with the staff and you're looking at athletes that are coming in. When an athlete sends a CV to a coach, what stood out for them? What was, what was you guys like being like, yes, actually this athlete is worth looking into? Um, yeah, such a good question. Oh, I think I character. It's because Pardon? I came, it's because I came <laughs> into this into this talk, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think character, eh? Like yep. someone who um who who wants to really work hard, but um and and be comp competitive, like really compete, but but also be open minded and and coachable. Um, and those are probably quite hard skills to write on a CV. So I actually think my experience um skypes and interviews and just getting a general um sense of demeanor from a from a student is is kind of like the best way or just you know just being yourself but um kids that are really genuine is is always a good sign because you know there's not going to be any sort of phony like um yeah nonsense so yeah i i would say um more so than what you've got on paper is um 
your work ethic and how you present yourself and um, manners and stuff like that. I guess, like, especially in a sport that, you know, like, is, is quite, it's a quite a niche sport, like, very, like, very much like tennis, for example. Like, everyone knows everyone in the industry. And when you were recruiting, if you got someone from New Zealand trying to go over to the States, if you didn't know that person, you would know someone who knew someone who'd know that person, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And so I guess like some athletes are probably listening to this thinking, oh, I might just do really well in the interview. But I guess the buck doesn't really just stop there. You do your background checks, et cetera. Is that something that you guys did there? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You've got to like, so honestly, Maine took a huge chance on me. Because I mean, I emailed them in March of 2013, and I was there by August 2013. So the turnaround was incredibly quick, and and they, you know, they'd seen pretty minimal footage of me, and um, they were re- relying on the fact that I'd played in the NHL and that I was a 22 year old um, uh, in New Zealand. We had a really good Skype interview, um, so they could like get a little bit of sense from my character there. But other than that, they took a really big chance. Um, so, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would have done the process earlier. I would have provided the coaches with huge amounts of information. So um, lots of really detailed film, um, lots of game footage. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, now I'm a link. So now I'm in New Zealand and I'm a link to these coaches. So I get coaches messaging me all the time. Yep. Like we want a Kiwi, we want a Ford, you know, we're looking for a goalkeeper. Um, we want a grad student. Um, you know, if someone's just pulled out, we've got a full ride, but it's only for one year. So a grad student, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so you know, hindsight's tricky, but yeah, if I could do it all over again, it would it would be to um to like send as much information as possible. Yes, and sure. um, yeah. That's cool. I love your experience. I think it's great. I think that like, it's so unique. Not many people can say they go to Otago Uni and then email coaches and then manage to find one last minute, go to the States, become a coach. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's incredible. Um, and so Francesca's on our team, hence why she's wearing the platform shirt. So she's now working with us, um, with our field hockey student athletes and together we're going to be helping them go into the college system um you know we start the process with athletes in their sophomore to junior year in high school it allows them to build that cv now francesca's you know not just competed but coached in the state she knows what it takes she knows the levels um that coaches are looking for you know different um clubs that you should be playing in different leagues you should be playing in and we can set some goals for those athletes if we start the process early also academically it allows you to do the SAT multiple times if you need to and get that grade point average up so you can earn an academic scholarship as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, We do free consultations too. Um, Last chat, uh, Francesca, last bit of a a little bit of advice, a red flag. What should people stay away from doing? Anything. It could be be attitude. It could be playing professionally. any, Any red flags that athletes should stay away from? Um, like in regards to the recruiting process? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, um, get your, get your footage and you're like, for instance, in with hockey, you, you want specific clips of what you're doing. Well, you don't want you like juggling the ball in the air. Cause that's not, it's not what we do in the game, although it looks cool. So 
um, highlights. <laughs> yeah, so like highlight relative skills. Yeah. Um, that's always a good one. Um, red flags. Oh, you know, you, you don't ever want to be or come across entitled. So I think what you've got to remember is it's such an amazing opportunity for us to be able to go to America completely paid for. Um, and they're granting you that opportunity. And, you know, like I was there for four years. So that's over sort of, um, well, obviously doing my master's, but, um, you know, that's sort of over $200,000 worth of, you know, USD worth of um, education. Yeah. So, you know, just come across respectful and um, like you're grateful they've, that they've taken the time to interview you or, or email back. Um, so, yeah, I would just I would just say that. And also keep that in mind, guys, that, you know, when you're going through the college process, whether you're working with myself and Francesca or you're working with someone else, um, when a coach, when you're like sending your CV out and contacting coaches and stuff and they're like interviewing you and they email you information about, the, about their college program, make sure that you don't just blow them off if you're not interested. Be respectful and say, look, this is not what I'm looking for. We wish you all the best, kind regards, you know, and then sign off. Because if you create like a bad reputation and like a, a bad image around your name, coaches talk in the States, New Zealand. Yeah. And like, I mean, Francesca, you must know quite a few college coaches in the States, right? I think just, just from my four or five years there, I reckon I know, yeah, 90% of the <laughs> Division One field hockey coaches. Um, <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's coaching conventions. They're all talking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you want to stand out, but in a good way. Um, on the flip side, um, it's also you've got to remember, like, you've, you've got to protect yourself as well. So I, I got called by a coach um, and they said, you know, you're going to be sponsored by Nike. Um, you know, it's like our FL facilities are amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. Um, then I got, went over there. I didn't end up signing with them. I signed with Maine. And when I got over there, what I realized is that their um, student athletes had to shuttle from their university classes in a van in an hour's worth of traffic to their sports facility. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't, you don't find out that stuff until you're over there. Yes, we would have been sponsored by Nike and that all sounds really cool. But um, at the end of the day, I had no idea that their pitch was actually... 45 minutes away from the academic campus so I was agreeing to sitting in over an hour and a half with some traffic a day um that's insane and coaches won't tell you that because if you're a really good recruit like you like you were um you know they'll say anything to get you there and so I guess that's that's why it's so important for us to have people that work with with myself that have had skin in the game over there that know the environment um know yeah. what facilities are like know what the coaching personalities are like because you're investing so much time there you know, and you're not going to get that back. And there's no point going to a college program where you're going to be miserable. Imagine that yeah. Imagine if you went there. Yeah. And just even knowing like um, locations. So yeah. are you, are you into, um, are you a city girl? Um, are you happy being in like a sort of a busy city? Um, there's lots of turf there on top of rooftops and parking lots and stuff. Or would you rather be in a, a more rural climate, but perhaps it gets really cold in the winter, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what you can help them with, Emirate, and that's what I can help them with. You know, like it's exciting to come home because all I want to do is is share my my knowledge and 
sell my experience. So, what, yeah. I, what I like about working with you, Francesca, is that there's a lot of recruitment agencies out there that do it for the wrong reasons. They do it for the, for the dollar sign. Whereas mm. like when we met, Francesca and I really resonated and like connected on the basis of like, we want to help athletes achieve their dreams. And the, you know, like what gets me out of bed every morning is making sure that my athletes are having a good time. You know, I don't want to have that thought that, oh, they might be at risk in, in any way. Um, I had a phone call from a coach actually telling me, uh, he lives in New York and this is a tennis coach. He called me and goes, oh, Amrit, what do you think about the student that we've just signed in New Zealand? Now the kid's great, fantastic human being, great family, but I didn't know the kid because he didn't go through us. He went with someone else, but I didn't know that the athlete had chosen that college. Now the coach is great, but the tennis facility is two hours away. And it's yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, Oh my gosh, does this guy know where the courts are? Like, did he Google maps and stuff? And like, that's why it's so helpful having you on board, you know, Francesca working with athletes and knowing the right environments to send them to where they're actually really going to have a good time. It's not too far yeah. away. I mean, and, and totally and being a, a lifelong resource as well. Like yeah. can get it. Sometimes you can get a bit homesick over there and stuff. And, and that's when you, you know, having contacts that have done it before to, to talk you through the steps or link you up with other Kiwis that are over there. Um, I know when I went through this process, because I didn't have an agent, I had to talk with the one or two other girls I knew who had done it. And they were awesome because they were like, yeah, yeah, go here. Or oh, I've heard of that coach. She sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, I loved it. You'll love it. So, yeah, it's just helping Kiwis, helping Kiwis. And like you said, it's what I think the coolest thing about talking with you um, and that the reason I signed is like you've got the student's best interests at heart. 100%. Um, and that's first and foremost. Yep, that's what we've built our brand on, eh? That's what it's all about, helping the athletes and looking after them over there. Um, look, guys, if you are interested in learning a little bit more about the college process and what uh, Francesca's experience was, we do free consultations. So anytime you want to have a chat, um, contact us so we can set up a call with you and Francesca and she can tell you about her experience all over again, answer any questions you have, and that's free. You know, we want to provide you the most information. And then if you're keen to come on board, we can send you guys through a contract and get working. If this is something that you want to do. Um, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, of course. Have a great day. <laughs> cool. Cheers, okay. Amrit. See ya. <laughs>